When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Pitaya. Testing, testing. Testing, testing, bitch. Testing, testing, bitch. Yeah, now it sounds good. Okay. All right. Um, bitch. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin, and this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Now, last week, we had our 100th episode, and before the year is over, we wanted to do one more episode to recap those 100 episodes. We already did a bloopers and outtakes episode, and this will be our best of hyphenated episode. Obviously, the best part of Hyphenated is Joanna and Jenny. So we're going to start off with a little reintroduction of what makes them who they are. It's kind of ridiculous how our friendship has been based on seeing each other for a total of maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. Because I have people I've known for a huge portion of my life, and I know you better, but I've seen you for 45 minutes. (laughs) What? I affect people a lot with their expectations versus reality of me because I think when people meet me, they're kind of almost disappointed. Like when I've done meet and greets, they're like, is Abuela going to be there? I'm like, bitch, no, it's going to be me. And they're like, oh. Do they not understand the concept of like suspending disbelief? Like Abuela is a character. I don't know. I don't know what they're <laughs> expecting of me. Like that I'm supposed to be like a super guanasa. And like have like a croqueta sticking out of my ear hole. I don't know what they're expecting. I think people expected me to be like angrier and more aggressive and then they meet me and I'm like hi oh my god I'm so sorry that's right can I do you mind if I slip in your oh, yeah. like, oh, what's your name oh my god so nice to meet you like you know and they're like oh I thought you were gonna be kind of a bitch like just yesterday I was like why do I have 11 nail clippers oh my god I have so many nail clippers too why I I don't know I don't remember buying them. Like having ADHD is like the twilight zone. We're like like how did I get here like you walk into rooms you're like and it's that meme with all the fucking math equations. You know those like online tests you can do to see if you have ADHD? One of them is like, do you have more than seven nail clippers? <laughs> you have ADHD. <laughs> I'll be ready to go to sleep. I'm like, Joanna, wake up an hour before you have to get out of the house. Dude, I talk to myself too in my head. Jenny, bro, just get up, dude. I feel like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde every day because I don't trust my morning self. At night, I'll be like, what can I do to ensure that that crazy bitch does everything right? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. you don't know what morning Joanna is capable of doing. Put two alarms, motherfucker. What morning Joanna's capable 
because I just don't trust that bitch. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. There's a term called gray rocking that is typically a surefire way to handle a narcissist in your life. Uh, Jenny, you know so many terms that I'm like, I feel sad. And you're like, that's actually not sadness. That is remote <laughs> disorder of the dysphoria. That's when you do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. I itch. That's actually not itching. That is a reflection of your ADHD in a way that is like, performed. I, I don't know how you know all these things. I just know like feelings. <laughs> My ear itches. That means that someone's talking about you. It's almost the same, but like scientific. Tell us where you prefer to live. I love living in the part of the city where like I'm above a CVS. There might be heroin needles around. Who knows? But if you need band-aids. They're right there. right there. I almost kind of like living, not in the heart. I like living in the fucking kidney. I like grit, which is why I'm moving to Hollywood. <laughs> and every time I talk to anyone from LA, they're like, are you fucking kidding me? That's actually my favorite place to stay in. I feel at home. There's rats. There's people yelling at me. Like, <laughs> where do you think I want to live? <laughs> That's why I told you, don't listen to these people. Because like me, these people are, for some reason, what I'm now calling suburban whores. Oh. <laughs> That's a new CW show, <laughs> Suburban Whores. I think there's a lot of Latinos with that minimalistic white walls, similar aesthetic to you, because I've seen it with a lot of other like Latino influencers. I look at their videos, I'm like, ay, es como bien seco. Like, how do they live there? Like, eso no es, eso no tiene personalidad. You literally become una señora cubana. <laughs> like, you are una abuelita. Como que I am. You like tu chachis, tu cositas, tu vainitas, tu tititic, tu chichu I love all the chuchi chuchichus. This shows me that you're. <laughs> Home soul is like an older woman. Yeah. I think I just need to rest. <laughs> um, so yes, Joanna, you need to rest. Yo, yesterday I tried to do an aerobics <gasps> class. Joanna! I started doing the cardio and I was like, <sighs> Por favor. <laughs> and I texted my friend who has COVID and I'm like, I tried to do cardio and I couldn't. And he was like, are you stupid? I think that's the problem with us though, because we're so overactive and we're constantly looking for a dopamine hit. Yeah, I just want to feel anything, right? <laughs> Actually, I adopted five turkeys. Wait, I need some more context here. Because uh, right now I'm imagining five turkeys in your backyard. No, there's this place called the Gentle Barn. You can basically adopt like a whole flock of turkeys. One of the turkeys is named Luke Skywalker. How this could I not? This is the most California story I've ever heard. That you just went and adopted a bunch of turkeys and one of them has the name of, of a, a character in the Star Wars franchise. Like this, this reeks of Los Angeles culture. <laughs> And I think that's the self-loathing that I see with a lot of Venezuelans saying I'm embarrassed to be Venezuelan because of these migrants. And it's like, no, because it reminds them of how much they aren't fully American. It reminds them that they are Venezuelan and that the reason they're here is because their country is fucked and that people are having to cross all these dangers and arrive in a country and start from scratch. And it's, it for some reason embarrasses them because it, it takes them away from the dream of being American, of being purebred American. It's because they reflect you in a way that you don't like. So it's like, it's self-loathing and the shame overrides the humanity. Yo no sé qué le pasa a la gente, pero tú sabes que la misma mierda con los cubanos who still have a photo of Elian next to la caridad de cobre and you're like, ay, pobrecito Elian González. His mother died in the ocean to bring her son to freedom and go to Disney World. Well, think about this, people. You were able to empathize with Elian and his mother and his family fleeing Cuba, but shouldn't you use that trauma to empathize with people trying to flee their countries right now? 
So much of what Jenny and Joanna talk about on this podcast comes from their childhood and upbringing. Here's a few clips of them talking about that. They gotta sell you the concept of back to school beyond what it is. Yeah. So that you spend a shit ton of money on all those like dinosaur folders <laughs> and stuff. And I think in other countries, no one was like, parents and kids, it's back to school time. Time to get those binders, those folders, and a will to live. If you don't buy this thing, <laughs> you're not gonna be cool. So gear up, bitches. Like, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Even hearing you do that voiceover makes the hairs in the back of my neck stand up because I'm like, no! But I remember every back to school, I put the pressure on myself of, this is the new me. For me, it was just, I'm gonna be cool. I wish it was like, this is the year I'm gonna get straight A's, that I'm gonna get into honors, that I'm, no. I had my priorities really twisted. One year, I was like, this is the year where I'm tan. And I put so much sunless oh my tanner oh my God. Oh my God. on me. By the end of the day, I was staining everything in the school. No, Joanna! I went to every camp under the sun. Zoo camp, I did it. Space camp, I did it. Drama camp, I did it. Science camp, I did it. I did not. I don't think they felt it was safe. It was some kind of American bullshit. Like, eso es para los americanos. Que se meten ahí en el parque. I went to Camp Abuela's house. That was my camp. <laughs> who, who needs zip lining and lakes when you can just have some rice and beans and chilling on a sofa covered with plastic? <laughs> literally, literally, that was very accurate to my summers. The most memorable camp I went to was actually an American-style camp in Venezuela. What makes it American-style camp versus a Venezuelan camp? I feel like Venezuelan camps would be like, ay, no sé, métete ahí debajo de ese árbol y no sé, bueno, jódete, tomemos ron. I don't know. It's like not structured. Do you know what So I mean? basically a Latino kid's birthday party. Yes, I feel like that would be a, a, Latin, a Latin summer camp. You know when you know a friend for a while and then you meet their parents? And you're like, oh my God, I understand why you are how you are. This is what this feels like to me. <laughs> like, I understand why Miami is the way it is. Partying is life. It is in their veins. Even as a kid, I remember being 10 and they would have Power 96 DJs freaking spinning at a kid's roller rink. Okay. Even we were going hard as kids. Like it's just ingrained in us to party. Latinos write letters to baby Jesus for gifts. I mean, why not teenage Jesus? When I was a little girl, I was like, how could they believe a baby Jesus is bringing them presents? And meanwhile, I'm like, you know what does make sense? A man in the North Pole making presents with elves. We're writing letters to a Nino Jesus about wanting like a my size Barbie before he's even born. So we're writing a letter to fetus Jesus. Yes. This child is born. He is told he needs to go around the world and drop off gifts on his birthday. On his birthday. Birthday. So trick or treat was born through this vandalism and hooliganism. It used to be treat or I will fuck your shit up. And then they had to stop it. They had to be like, yo, gotta make this cute. So everyone have candy in your house and the kids are gonna dress up as well. And they rebranded it. I grew up thinking it was trick or treat. So I was like, a trick or a treat? Wait, so you you straight up were like, it's either a trick or a treat? Most Latinos say trick or treat. They don't know how to say trick or treat. They don't have time for that nonsense. Trick or treat. I didn't even know what I was saying as a kid. I didn't even know I was giving options. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. You know what? The 90s were fucked. There was also a lot of a, a lot of shows with Quicksand and the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God, Quicksand, Bermuda Triangle... Yes, uh, uh, swallowing a watermelon seed and a watermelon growing in your stomach. If you take anyone from the ages of 26 to 34 and you have them list their biggest fears, they'd say one of these in their top three, for sure. There was a lot of scary shit that, like, first of all, Primer Impacto. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> that was like fear in a news station, just all-encompassing. Everything was bad for you. You were going to die from everything. The Virgin Mary was out to get you with her bloody eyes on toast. La Chupacabra, which, again, was really just a bunch of coyotes with mange. You're right. <laughs> Don't you miss heaven from when you were a little kid? Like, the thought of heaven? Like, oh, it was. it's in the clouds. It's lit. Like, there's parties, and then, like, everyone's there hanging, and everyone's, like, really happy, and there's an all-you-can-eat buffet. That's what I thought. I really thought that. Until like I was like eight when I was like, um, we are in a plane and I don't see heaven. I was like, yo, dad, oh what the fuck? Oh my God. Where are my grandparents though? And he's like, they're not there. And I'm like, okay, so what's higher? And it's like, that's space. That's where the moon is. And they're like, so where are, where are, where are the people? <laughs> where are the afterlife? And he's like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> One time I was going through her jewelry box and found my teeth. Now, I'm going to one up you though because I definitely don't think that your mother turned your baby teeth into jewelry and made you wear them in school. No, you didn't. You wore your own teeth? Yes. In what way? In a pendant? <laughs> what do you wear? How do you? <laughs> my mom made dangly earrings out of my two front teeth. So it was for you, not for her? Like she would make you wear your dead teeth? Yes. I feel like this is your origin story for why you like spooky <laughs> shit. You literally, like, you had teeth on you like a like a baby vampire. It's a little macabre. But to my mom, those teeth, my braid, and I'm going to go there now, get ready, my umbilical cord stump. Absolutely not. Do not tell me she has an umbilical cord stump. <laughs> she does. I don't even know what to say other than that's like, that's like human taffy. Why would she? Well, it's somewhere in her house. Oh my in a God. little in a little jewelry box from JC Penny or something. This feels like the beginning of a like La Llorona <laughs> equivalent story. Like a mother would keep pieces of her child to build a child from scratch. And then that child would go seeking other children to take their teeth. Oh my God, it's like a scary tooth fairy. <laughs> Beyond their childhood, Joan and Jenny's families have had a huge impact on how they see the world. Here are a few times when that subject came up during the podcast. Yeah, I think my mom is having a harder time with me being far than like me. <laughs> like every single time I call, she's like, ay, por fin. Like always. She's always like, wow, finally you called me. Doesn't matter if I called her an hour ago or seven months ago. It'll it's always be like, you don't call me enough. <laughs> When I first moved out here, like I would talk to my grandma all the time. Till this day, like with my parents, I, I talk to them frequently. Like I talk to my mom almost every day. Oh my God, my mom is going to guilt trip me now. She's going to say like, Viste que Jenny habla con su mamá todos los días. 
I, I just felt so bad because I was like, oh, my God, I'm leaving them. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, it's not that I don't care about my family. It was very especially because I moved when my grandparents were still alive and they were like a big like leaving them and my parents was like a double whammy. It was one of the most difficult things I ever had to do in my life. Imira, they ended up passing away like a year later. It's your fault, Jenny. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a horrible joke. No. That was like me guilt tripping you like a good Latina mom. Yes, thank you. Por ti te fuiste y se murieron del, del, del dolor de yes. corazón. I would say the biggest losses happened back to back with my maternal grandparents. Now I can say this in a lighthearted way, a two for one special. My grandfather was supposed to be the one dying. He, I mean, he did. The day that I think she realized, oh, he's coming here to die. The next day she woke up and had a stroke. Then she died before him. Wow. Yeah, she beat him to it. She's like, I'm not gonna be around for your death. That is too painful. You're the love of my life. I'm out. I'm 88, bouncing. Honestly, I love that level of petty, of just like, I'm, you're not doing this to me. I'm really sorry. I empathize. I think I'd do the same. If, if my husband was like, yo, I'm out, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I am. My dad texted back and he said, I am in the middle of a session. We'll call in the next break in 90 minutes or less. He always writes to me like this. He writes to me like he's writing an email to a colleague. Dude, my dad too. My dad will write in a very like robotic way and then he'll be like, love dad. It's so funny. But just be like, I picked up the fries, love dad. Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. It's so, my, my dad, my dad would be like, yes, that is fine. Thank you. Like, it's so funny. It's it like an like, automated response. Yes, it's so funny. It's like, he, he, his grammar's always perfect. Dude, our, I feel like our dads would get along. Yeah, for sure. They'd hang out. My dad is very similar. Not into sports. Not a handyman. Not at all a handyman. Oh my God. My dad's such a bad handyman. Oh yeah. So every Father's Day, I'm just like, I don't relate to any of this. Like, get your yeah. dad a, a barbecue grill or a tool set. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, my dad, I'll get him a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> Father's Day gift ideas never work for my dad. Yeah. Oh my God, Jenny, if I saw my dad with a power tool, I'd say run. I'd be like, get out of whatever structure you're in. It's going down. I have never heard my sister fart you in my life. Fart? She does not what? fart. Oh my God. I used to just let it rip all the time as a kid. Like I'm farting. I'm with my family. My sister I believe does not have an asshole. I'm the gross one. I I am so shocked by this. Like truly, I she's very dainty. Believe... My sister's just more dainty than me. She's very like she's classier than me. So like she also doesn't curse. What the fuck? <laughs> if you have 14 siblings, that means you have like a 20 year age difference. And that's why in a lot of our culture, uh -huh. you have like Oh, my uncle's coming. He's two years old. It's like, what? How did that happen? It's like, oh, yeah, I have a brother who's 25 years older yeah. than me. In some Latin families, age makes no sense. No. It's like a time continuum of obstruction. <laughs> like, it's like, my, how? But it's because of that. That sounds like that. a show. That sounds like a show. My two-year-old uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I think men don't even realize. They never have to question their last, last name. They never have to question getting... Uh, an imitation in the mail that just ignores their existence. <laughs> the idea that you're Miss or Senorita before you get married and then Mrs. and Senora after you get married feels like a small little societal nuance.
nuance, but for me, it's like, oh, me getting married completely changes the way that people speak to me and regard me. And I don't think that's yeah. something men think about. I, I just I don't felt get it. it. I just don't get me like, neither. What's the point? Like, I don't like you're married. Cool. Did you like meld into one? Per- like, are we amoebas? Like, did we just like <laughs> swallow each other whole like some bizarre sci fi film? Like, we are still our own people. We just have a certificate and like blessed by Papa Dios, whatever. <laughs> like that you're married. Cool. And so me and my sister both for our weddings, like made sure that we that the officiant never said anything like who here gives away. There's like that bullshit that they say at weddings, like who gives away their daughter, whatever the fuck. I'm like, bitch, no, I'm sorry. There's something called free will. And I said, (laughs) yes. So no one's giving me away. I'm giving myself away. Therefore, there's no giving away of anything. Absolutely. So both my parents walked me down. They were both responsible for creating me on a wedding night that they were romantically. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is my dad the only one walking me down the aisle? My mom's the one that had to get sliced open like a horror film (laughs) and her intestines flopped on a table for my big ass hairy head to come out of that thing. (laughs) I was a big ass fat baby. Like, no, like she's walking me down too, motherfucker. Absolutely. It's I had my mom uh, walk me down as well. I get a text message from my aunt. Jenny, did you have or adopt a baby? Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. And she shares one of my posts on Facebook from the day prior of a photo of my best friend's baby. And without context, it just looks like I shared a photo of a baby wearing a Halloween onesie. Your baby would have a Halloween onesie. And so many people are like, oh my God, no wonder I haven't seen a lot of videos from you. You had a secret baby. Jenny does love Halloween and everything spooky, a topic that does come up a lot during the show. Yeah, vampires like to get it on, you know. Vampires? Vampires like to give you hickeys and then kill you, you know? It's a very sexy death. It is. I mean, zombies are not sexy. Vampires are sexy. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Does that make any sense? I'm sure there's a sector somewhere on the internet that disagrees, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I never want to go there. I what never want to go there. Sexy zombie. Um, <sighs> okay, continue. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Like me and my my best friend have really gotten into true crime mm-hmm. lately. Like that's how we bond. And oh, I'm like, man, why did I get into this all of a sudden? Like I'm really into this shit. But me and my best friend call it dark chisme. That's what true crime is. That's what true crime is. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm like, why are we so into this shit? Is it because we like murder? Of course not. We like dark chisme. Chisme. It's like, I mean, did you hear this girl in Pittsburgh? Dude, she got stabbed in her sleep 47 times. Can you believe it? 
But all these stories are like, you're like, I can't believe this. It's dark chisme. Dude, you're right. People used to call me the exorcist. Ooh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Not because I acted like a demon, um, because I look like the actress Linda Blair when I was little. Oh yeah, you do. People be like, You look like the exorcist. And then I'd pretend to turn my neck around fully and that failed so i mean thank god if you had said and i did it successfully i would be like this is a horror film uh currently in it um occurring as we speak <laughs> to fall asleep i need to be playing just like a comfort Why? movie i watched the batman i was exhausted by the end i would be tr trying to concentrate and then my brain would be like oh man do you remember when this guy used to act in that vampire movie oh my god when that vampire movie come out, came out you had a crush on a mormon and i'm like wait what what, 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 stop, 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 stop. What, what just happened? Fuck. So when I go to sleep, I like funny dialogue that I've heard so many times it's not funny anymore. That's my white noise. <laughs> my white noise is, um, I, always, I have like a little sound machine and I play thunderstorms. You're such a bruja. Like your white noise is thunder. <laughs> Can you imagine like, I go to sleep to the soundtrack of people screaming and owls hooting. <laughs> and then like a witch's cackle in the background. <laughs> That's honestly more comforting to me than silence. So I, I kind of <laughs> But like, who came up with these names? Cause like Boogeyman sounds like either he loves dancing disco or he has a lot of mocos. <laughs> and then you have El Cucuy, El Cuco or El Coco. These just seem like really shitty dog names that like you just don't take seriously cause they're like toy poodles. I feel like all of these names sound like items on a menu at a Latin American restaurant. Like I'm gonna have, can I get um, La Planchada medium? And then I'll do a side of El Silbon. And El Coco for dessert. Mal de Ojo was always a thing in my house. I remember one time I went to my friend's ranch and the ranch hand was like, ay, se murió el caballo. And I'm like, oh my God, what did the horse die of? And it's like, mal de ojo. The horse? But from who? Hasta los caballos aren't safe. And he was like, you see the white horse? That white horse was jealous of the black <gasps> horse because the black horse was bigger and the black horse died. And I'm like, you realize that does not make any That's the sense. first time I hear about that shit with animals. Que risa. Leaving a hat on the bed. I literally have a hat <gasps> on the bed right now. Is that bad luck? It means you're gonna bring illness. Fuck. Really? Whack it off the bed. Get up and whack it off the bed right now. Okay, what's that? Okay. I, I heard the smack. That was very powerful. <laughs> I, I, also, my fanny pack fell on the floor. But <laughs> no, because if your fanny pack fell on the floor, that counts as a purse, and that means you're going to lose all your money, Joanna. No! Pick up the I, fanny pack. Okay, I got it. Okay, we're good. Okay, great. So you're going to be healthy and rich. I love this for you. I feel like a lot of these stories are basically for men to stop drinking and cheating on their wives. Oh, my friend was killed by El Silbon. And I'm like, I think your friend was killed because he was drunk driving. And he's like, no, 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 no. El Silbon killed him. And now I don't go out and drink. And I'm like, yes, it worked. <laughs> Jenny, this is an adult man telling me he believes this it's shit. True. It's not just something that parents are making up to scare their kids. The parents believe the shit too. Pepe, if you're listening to Hyphenated, I just want to let you know it wasn't El Silbon. Is that I've had a lot of people who have been vaccinated write me and tell me, well, psh, joke's on you. I still caught it. I'm like, what? well, unless you're the ghost of, of who you are, <laughs> like, unless you're a fucking espiritu fucking writing me on Instagram, you're alive right now, bitch. Like, you're fucking texting me this sassy ass thing. Like, I caught COVID. I'm like, okay, you're alive, though. That's the oh point my of God. the Joanna, but I can't. 
I'm I sorry. cannot. I'm dying. I literally, I really hope that one day a ghost does text you. Um, but <laughs> until then, like, that's I'm my happy. dream. That's my goal in life is for a ghost to text me. But I don't oh have that sixth God. sense. Another great part of Hyphenated have been all the amazing guests, ranging from Oscar-winning actors to cartoon character voices, disability activists, and Walter Mercado's documentarian. Enjoy some of our favorite guests. What made you want to voice that character? I was writing the first Doofenshmirtz dialogue. Ah, Patty the Platypus, what an unexpected surprise. And by unexpected, of course, I mean completely expected. <laughs> so I pitched it like that to the executive, and one of them was like, I think maybe you should do the voice. And I was like, I would do that. I think that would be fun. It's become a character beyond yourself. This is hyphenated. The show about living in the hyphen. So go hyphenate yourself. Brilliant. They won't notice it's not Jenny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We decide that we are going to make this film, and now all we have to do is convince Walter. That's all we yeah. We just got to convince Walter. <laughs> all we have to do is convince Walter. Ay, Dios mío. I remember this call so vividly. It was like Walter, his assistant Willie is in the film, his secretary Wilma, some of his nieces. Everyone talks at once all over each other. So it was like calling into like a birdhouse where like toda la cotorra, like, it was like a cacophony. Like the tiki room in Disneyland? Like the tiki room in Disneyland. Exactly right. We give our pitch and then Walter says, okay, I like this idea, but I only have one question. Oh my God. What are your astrological signs? I, no, he really asked. This is the last thing we expected. What a legend. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm a Libra. Christina's a Libra. <laughs> Alex, unfortunately, is a Sagittarius. <laughs> And I guess that that was the right answer because I, after he said that, he's like, okay, I will do it. No me diga. I mean, it was that simple to start. Thank God none of you were Scorpios. One of us could have been a Leo and it would have, and then there would be no mucho, mucho more today. I grew up my whole life thinking that I was going to win Miss Universe and I didn't place as a finalist and I felt guilty. I felt embarrassed. I felt like I had let my country down. But aren't you like relieved? Now you, you, you have a life that isn't that and it's like you must feel a sense of peace. At the end of of the day nothing is really a failure and this feels like such like a pageantry answer like oh it's brought me <laughs> to where i am today but at the same time it's like yes like that is true okay so let's do a little thing where we're gonna talk to each other in our cartoon voices okay <laughs> hey uh hey julio do you want a fish stick a what a fish stick how dare you do i look like some kind of horny animal out in the woods Oh, a fish stick. Yes, I would love one. Thank you. All right, everybody. Hasta luego. And the rhythm is going to get you. Is that a threat? No, that's a Gloria Stefan song. Oh. <laughs> Which, yeah, it is a threat. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you, an Afro-Latina Dominican woman, in a show like Grand Crew. It was one of the first things I've ever auditioned for where I felt like I could just bring who I was to this character. There's nothing in it read like, be this thing that is stereotypically always shown on television, quote unquote, be black. I can just be me, which is silly and goofy and a little bit dorky. Hello, look at my wall. I'm a geek. Look at your shirt. Is that Gallagher? Yes. Yeah, I'm wearing a Super Mario <laughs> Brothers shirt. I've always had some ability to walk a little bit. So I remember the first time I used my wheelchair to leave my house. Somebody saw me get out of the driver's seat, go to the trunk and get my wheelchair out, sit down in it and go into the store. They like followed me into the store <gasps> and they approached me to tell me, hey, you know, if you lost some weight, you probably wouldn't need to use that wheelchair. <laughs> wow. 
thanks for nothing. <laughs> the incredible thing about this project is that Steven Spielberg gave us that chance to really learn who we are and, and be okay with showing that to this world. And you're allowed to be your own version of yourself, not a version that is exactly. painted on you. Exactly. Ooh, man, David, what you just said, I got teary eyed because we belong here, you know, and we can have whatever accent we want and be who we are as people. You can speak Spanish on screen without subtitles now. Exactly. You know, I look like an Irish barmaid, but I am uh, <laughs> as Venezuelan as they come, I promise. <laughs> I love that about you. That is the whole thing. <laughs> I dreamed of being a rapper. I still think I can pull it off maybe one Joanna, day. It has I love to rapping, happen. man. Let, let, there's, there's time. There's, you know, the, if you have a, you know, the interest, let's make it happen. Uh, let's make a song. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh. Have yo. Hanging out, hanging out with Jenny, bro. <laughs> Doing a song like he, he. In Mulan. Holy wow. shit. Wow. So good. And you got to I'm... rap too. Everyone's living out their dreams <laughs> in this episode. Thank you for joining us on our recap of The Best of Hyphenated. We're excited for the new year, which will bring some changes to the show, but we'll talk about that in future episodes. But one of them being that Joanna plans to permanently move to Los Angeles. So we'll leave you with this clip of the last time that Joanna tried to move to LA. I open my door and there's a note from one of my neighbors and it says, heard you complain about me keeping you up at night. Looking forward to keeping you up at night for many weeks to come. Uh, and I'm like, this is the beginning of a murder. Dude, for real. For real, dude. I cannot believe that. Oh, I can. Why am I acting surprised? I already imagined the podcast about my murder. Like, and then she opened her door and there <laughs> Me and Kevin was a note. end up turning this into like a murder podcast about <laughs> Joanna's like mysterious LA death. Hyphenated, the podcast about Joanna Hausman's death. What could have been done to avoid it? And why we didn't do enough. Like, <laughs> why, why did we tell her it was a good idea to move here? When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.